Hey, what's up? This is Christopher Stolle of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. The podcast you are listening to is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com. That's s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and information on those shows, as well as information and ability to contact publicist Steve Joyner for more information. Just go to the website and check out the family, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, enjoy the show. Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Breaking the Fourth Wall Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. Over the weekend, I chatted with my new friend Chewy from the Screaming Chewy Show. We don't do much screaming on this episode, but we do solve some of the world's problems. If you enjoy the show, like and follow the Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter, or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. Or you can stream the show live at www.su1069.org. What brutal presence overwhelms me. What brutal presence overwhelms me. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are, uh, we're doing something today. I don't know what it is. I'm not going through the whole story, everything that happened yesterday. Uh, uh, movie set, Black Wolf, Tired, here we are today. My guest is, is Chewy from the Screaming Chewy Show. What's happening? What up, Don? Another <laughs> exciting day. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard that already. <laughs> a little deja vu moment right there, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I told you I had a short-term memory, so I've just forgotten everything that we already talked about. So, hey, why don't you refresh me on the, and tell me a little bit about the Screaming Chewy show. Yeah, so Screaming Chewy show, um, every episode's a wild card. Um, pretty much I talk about anything and everything. Uh, topics can vary from, like, history of heavy metal uh, origins of religion, um, alternative trauma therapy, spirituality, the science behind it. Uh, sometimes it could be a little explicit. Uh, it could get, you know, not family-friendly in some are. It just depends who I'm talking to, what I'm talking about. Uh, sometimes I'll interview guests, you know, such as authors, entrepreneurs, celebrities. And sometimes I'll have my friends on and we call it, uh, I'll just keep it PG and call it Fudgery Friday, but you can imagine. <laughs> And we just drink and just, you know, visual. And, um, yeah, that's the Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment. It, it definitely sounds fun, especially the fudgery. <laughs> so much fudgery in the world that we need. <laughs> well, actually, I call it uh, fu- funk Friday Night Funkery. Funkery, okay. <laughs> Uh, you, you can imagine yeah, what but, it's supposed to be called. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll dance around it, you know. It's FCC, you know. Fudge them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no, that, that that's that's always fun. And yeah, we we dance around the FCC line on this show all the time. As uh, I, I'm I'm used to being live in the studio where we can really tiptoe along because now I can edit things out so we don't have to tiptoe, but it's still more fun. 
for me to get right up to the edge. Cause I, I have a producer that when I'm in live in the studio and I love making that poor kid squirm cause he, <laughs> cause he, he's got his finger on the dump button, just getting ready to, to just stop the last 10 seconds from airing. We're on a 10 second delay when I do the show live. He's all sweating. Don't do it. Don't, oh, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> Well, we we were we had a discussion once on the show about uh, the the uh, the the word a hole and how you're you're on the air you're allowed to say ass and you're allowed to say the word hole, but you can't say them together. So I was really? we, we we had a whole discussion about how many words have to be in between in order to get away with saying them. And I brought up the point. I was like, well, can I end a sentence with one and start a sentence with the next one? Can I say I better get off my ass? Whole Foods closes soon. Can I get away with <laughs> That's pretty creative, bro. Wow. So, <laughs> so, yeah, he was, he was sweating. He was poised with his finger on that dump button. So. <laughs> Dude, what about the word cornhole? Is that allowed? Cornhole is a very fun game. So, yeah, absolutely. We I think – I think you should be able to cornhole on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody that's a farmer and uh, you're right. growing corn. <laughs> <laughs> right. Any, it, it, whatever you enjoy doing with the cornhole, I think you ought to be able to talk about it live on the air. You know, I heard a story. So I, I forgot who. Somebody told me a long time ago, they like, if you're in a farm, like in a, a big field of corn, and there's like a stray dog or a wild animal that's going to attack you. I heard you get the corn and then you shove it, you know, where the sun don't shine, you cornhole him and it'll freak the animal out and it'll stop. And that I heard that's where the term cornhole came from. <laughs> like, I got to tell you, if I'm in a cornfield and I'm getting ready to attack somebody and they turn the table and shove an ear of corn in me, I, I'm probably going to say, okay, you're, I ain't attacking you. I'm probably going to back off because I would say, for one, if they got me into a position where that I would be, you know, I would be able to take an ear of corn up that route, they've already won the battle. So, <laughs> at, least you, at least use some butter, man. Don't go right. and die. That's, that's messed up. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to go dry up into the corn. <laughs> but yeah, if if you're being attacked by a dog or a wild animal, if you can get them into a position where you can shove an ear of corn in their butt, you have won that fight. At that point, it doesn't matter. They 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 should go. They should just leave and know they've been defeated and bested in the cornhole by by a worthy opponent. <laughs> And they will forever walk with shame as, as they can't remove the corn themselves, maybe. Yes, yes. They will walk with shame and probably a bit of a limp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, man. <laughs> See, that's... <laughs> so tell me about some, some of the conversations you get into on Screaming Chewy. Uh, are, are they of the same variety as, uh, as, as cornhole discussions? Oh, yeah, dude, they get pretty bad. I mean, a lot of them are pretty tame, especially when I'm interviewing celebrities. Like, I try and keep it tame because I don't know how dirty they want to get, even though some are really cool. Yeah. But when I'm with my friends in uh, Funkery Fridays, then it gets pretty wild. Um, like, uh, my friend, she didn't know. Can I say the word? 
Clitoris. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's. So she's twenty. We're gonna find out anyway, <laughs> right? We were. Are you familiar with Cards Against Humanity? Uh, vaguely, I've I've heard of it. I've never played. But. So it's like a game with a messed up sense of humor, really dark, and you get these cards. You know, one of them, one stack of cards has a word, and the other stack has a sentence, and you got to match it to make it the funniest sentence with random words. Hmm. And um, some are really bad. And so my friend, she's 23, and she couldn't read the card. She's like, what's that say? Clitoris? And then we're like, you mean clitoris? She's like, yeah, what's that? And everybody started laughing. <laughs> and so now we make fun of her, you know, like, what do you think clitoris was? You think it was a dinosaur, the clitorosaurus? You know? <laughs> Yeah, you, if, the, if there's a clitorosaurus, you want to stay away from it. Or <laughs> say, what if it was a clitorosaurus Pokemon? What would be its attacks? You know, like <laughs> the WAP squirt. <laughs> so it gets pretty wild sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought Squirtle was bad enough, but, you know, now they have clitoris. I, I think that's, that, to me, that sounds like an old lady's name. <laughs> that's like a name that a lady would have in like the 20s you know it's like doris dorcas clitoris yeah <laughs> that's what that's your neighbor clitoris <laughs> <laughs> she gives you those little strawberry candies that you can never find at the store yeah. <laughs> like where do you get these yeah how long have you had these clitoris <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows, don't accept uh, any of the candies out of it. Clitoris is first. <laughs> you don't know where they've been? Nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> They're all sticky. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, my purse got a little wet. <laughs> it's the WAP. <laughs> uh, see, we like to tiptoe lines here as well. <laughs> So what what got you started in podcasting? What was the idea that sparked the Screaming Chewy? Um, so I always loved creating. Um, like I, I love drawing and painting, and I love storytelling and and hearing stories. Like I always wanted to do something, but I suck at playing instruments. I tried guitar. I, I couldn't do it. I probably didn't practice enough. Too lazy. But um, eventually, my friend Ivan from the Gefilte Show, he made a podcast, and he's doing really good. And I'm like, dude, I, oh, my bad. I just, <laughs> it <you> happens. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'll make a podcast, too. And then, so it, in my first episode, I was actually at work on break, and I just hit record, and we all just started talking. And that's how it was for, like, the first two or three episodes. And then I started getting a little bit more serious and just doing it. Yeah, yeah. How, how long you been doing? Um. So this in the next January coming up, it's going to be two years. Oh, nice. So yeah, li little while, little while. I've always been told if you make it past ten episodes, you're kind of a success because most of them don't. <laughs> yeah, I heard like pod fading, right? Like after seven episodes, most people stop or something or give up. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I wish I had, but no, we just keep going. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you didn't stop, man. I mean, yeah, we have a good thing going, man. 
Well, I appreciate that. Do you have you listened to it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Like you were saying, I, I love how you push it, man. I mean, you have a talent for that, actually. I believe most people can't do that. You know what I mean? Either you you go full blown or you don't. But you're like in that fine line right there. I I I love living in the fine line. I did a, a comedy show a while back. There was a, there was a fairly clean comic, and he asked me to stay fairly clean. So I'm I'm hosting for him on what was supposed to be kind of a clean show. And I was able to sneak in. <laughs> I was able to sneak in an an abortion joke. Oh and, my god! <laughs> and a squirting joke on a fairly clean show, and I got away with it. <laughs> Bro, that's some talent right yeah, he, there. Because he, he pulled me aside after the show. He's like, "Man, you are like deceptively dirty." He's like, "Because I didn't even notice, and you got those out there." <laughs> Like, yep, I've been doing it a while. <laughs> wow. That, I mean, for real, dude, I'm blown away. That's that's very impressive. You <laughs> snuck in an abortion joke in a clean content. Bro, that's impressive. I don't yep. think I could do that. It's, it, it's, it's, it was a rarity. I hadn't seen it done in a clean show because those are tough jokes to pull off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even... Even with people with messed up sense of humor, even some of them, when they hear abortion jokes, they're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the premise of the joke is I talk about how dirty my house is because my, my wife, like, recently moved out and we're kind of separated about a year and a half ago, and she was a hoarder. Oh. So my house, I mean, it, it was literally a mess, and I actually, part of the joke, I was talking about uh, how messy my house is, and it's like, you know, there is – there, and how I could not get away with the murder. I couldn't be a serial killer because I, there's DNA everywhere. <laughs> and at one point I said, well, there's so much DNA in my bathroom. I won't even let my wife take a shower in there unless I know she's up to date on her birth control. Because, <laughs> you know, we haven't been getting along too great. And the last thing I want some, I don't know, mutant shower baby running around. And, of course, Ohio's got, the, uh, got that new uh, heartbeat bill, so we'd have to keep the thing. <laughs> So it's like Quasimodo. Right. <laughs> no mutant shower babies. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody's going to adopt them, you know. <laughs> that'd be pretty scary, bro. You're like about to take a shower and he just comes out. Daddy, yeah. kill me. Kill yep. me. Yep, I stepped on another one. <laughs> hey, dude, in those horror situations, who knows? You might find a, like a dead one under a couch or something. <laughs> Yep, that's where they're breeding. <laughs> <laughs> he was eating the stray cats for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not going to feed him my food. <laughs> you might get leftovers if there's any. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so so uh, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to think of what else to talk about. What are, what are some of the fun topics that you've had? What's one of the most recently one of the most fun things you've talked about on the, on your show um well i i just love talking in general i mean as you can tell i mean we have a podcast you know but uh i love talking about conspiracies or you know like the um, the human mind the subconscious just like deep stuff you know just stuff you get stoned with your buddies and you talk about <laughs> right <laughs> oh <Whoa>, man <laughs> 
Well, I, share some, I'm going to have you share some of your favorite conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, so there's some wild ones out there, man. I, I don't believe in some of them because they're just, like, really crazy. But, you know, there's some, like, of course, the 9-11, that it was an inside job. Right. Um, then there's, uh, have you heard of MK Ultra? I've heard it. I'm not familiar with it. So that for a long time, so many years, that was a conspiracy, but the government actually released some files and they admitted they did it. And what it was, usually they would get children and brainwash them and then um, just have them out there live a normal life, like release them in the public. And then years later, they'll have something like a word or number that they hear or something they see, you know, trigger them. And they'll just like start a shooting and murder people, or they have a target, or mm. sometimes they just share information. And uh, but it, it's weird stuff, man. The government, man. I'm gonna have to look into that because you know government is is messed up anyway. <laughs> it is. It's and, it's a crazy world right now, especially. But yeah, that's. I'm gonna have to check that one out. And so for so many years, people talked about it, and they're like, oh, it's just a conspiracy. But now the government admitted, like, yeah, we have experimented and stuff like that. Of course, they didn't admit how far they went, if right. everything is true. But Yeah, that's a, you, you, you would think. You would think, especially, you know, some of the people that have the, have the, uh, the clearance to get the kind of knowledge about the stuff they did. You would think somebody would have leaked some of this by now, like like for real, like especially <laughs> especially with our current administration. <laughs> you would think somebody. Well, I, I well, I don't know if some of them can read, but some of them <laughs> would have accidentally, I don't know, thrown something in the White House garbage that was supposed to come out. Like, I ain't reading this, and just toss the whole intelligence report out there that has all the uh, names of all the children that they brainwashed and sent out into the world. <laughs> it's all written in crayon. <laughs> well, it has to be. <laughs> they don't they don't they don't write up reports anymore. They draw them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a stick figure that says me and it says smart and then all kinds of other stick figures that says dumb dumb dumb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally get political on my show, but sometimes I do. Why not? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, for the first season of my show, I never talked about politics until 2020 came along. And I, I'm like, okay, I'll just talk a little bit about politics. But there's so much going on. Like, I've I noticed in the, say, my second season, I've talked a lot more about politics, but I just blame the Rona because there's so much going on, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. This this has been, I it's been an insane year with it with everything happening the the the, the protests, the riots, the COVID nineteen, the lies, the garbage. The <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that's <laughs> it. I don't even know how to make sense of it. I can't wrap my head around it. I think I'm just gonna start smoking weed i guess is that's, that's why i'll figure it out it's like oh okay i'm not supposed to understand it i'm cool with that well i'm just supposed to numb myself and forget about it right that's the best it's the best way to handle these conspiracy theories is just like eh, i'm just getting high 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And like um, now, the Life Radio Show does not endorse the use of drugs. Drugs are officially. Bad <laughs> officially, we don't. <laughs> you know, unless we get sponsored by. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yep. No, I'm kidding. We couldn't get an. Exp- we couldn't get a sponsor. <laughs> Imagine, bro, you start off your show like, smoke the world's biggest blunt at blunts.com or something like that. Some, someday, with any hope, someday we can all get sponsored by weed companies. That would be, I mean, I suppose if you're out in Colorado, you could, California, some of the places where it's legal, but, you know, Ohio's a little behind the times. We need to, we need to get it legalized. Yeah, that's fine. In Arizona, it's legalized, but you need a medical card. It's not like recreational, like those other states. Yeah. Um, I reached out to some dispensaries around here, some local ones, and you know, try and get a sponsorship. No answer. They're like, "Nope, he's probably a cop." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in Ohio, I believe we can get our our cards now to if, for medical reasons, but the only problem is. You give give up a lot of your rights as a, as a citizen in order to get that card. Because if you have your medical marijuana card, I don't know about all states, but in the state of Ohio, you are no longer able to own or purchase a firearm. Same here in Arizona. But guess yeah. what? Um, I don't know about Ohio, but in Arizona, there's a loophole around that. Um, so in Arizona, you don't need paperwork for a gun. Like right. I could just give you one and, hey, happy birthday. And so you can't buy one when you have a card, but you can receive one as a gift. So you could give right. your homie the money and he could buy it and be like, here, it's, it's a present for you or something, you know? Yeah, but don't ever say that because that's a straw purchase and that's a federal crime. <laughs> that's true. I, I didn't say it was a legal way, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't buy it for him. I bought it for myself and then decided I didn't want it and gifted it to him. There you go. <laughs> He's a really good friend of mine. He he deserves this gun. Absolutely. That's <laughs> see, that's the gun hole loop show, the gun show loophole that they're trying to close up is is that private transaction. That's why anytime you hear that, it's like, oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, nope, no cash. Pay with your card. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 ever pay with your card. <laughs> So yeah, that's a, at least in Ohio, we don't we don't have to register anything here either, which is you know I don't th- I don't think you should anywhere, but you know that's uh, that's yeah I I I'm not willing to give up certain rights just so I can have legal weed. That's just weird to me because it's you know it's a, it's any other medication you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know it just it doesn't make any sense how how they they've tied marijuana and all this all the evil in the world is because of marijuana apparently (laughs) apparently if you i mean and that goes back to like the 40s and 50s and reefer madness and all that stupid propaganda crap that people still seem to believe it's like okay yeah fine yeah and uh, there was definitely uh some money behind that you know campaign oh yeah yeah, because you know they, you, they, none of the legal drug companies want you taking other drugs that you can't buy from them. Bro, you you take like fifteen Advil, I guarantee you'll die. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's. 
That is a good possibility. I'm, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> right? So usually, usually I just take a couple. I feel better. I don't want to die yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, like uh, ibuprofen, uh, it ruins your liver. Um, it, all kinds of, you know, even like the, the opiates and stuff, people are hooked on that, and then they oh, can't yeah. get more pills, and they shoot heroin, and it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, but but marijuana is the bad one. Marijuana is the evil one. See, that, that's that's the thing. <laughs> All drugs are basically poison. You know, that's any any of these are any of these man-made drugs, processed drugs. They're poison. It's just some of them have handy side effects. Some of them numb a little bit of pain. That's that's a wanted side effect. But basically, all of them, everything they do is a side effect. Just yep. there are some unwanted ones, <laughs> like like the headache pills. Be like, you know, it's like people all happy and there's butterflies and they're like in a field and they're like, do you suffer from headaches? Well, take this, and then at the end they have this small print. Side effects may cause anal bleeding. <laughs> you know, it's just like horrible stuff. Like what? Yeah, yeah. It's like I'll keep the headache. I don't want the loose stool. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so where could where real quick uh, before we go to break, where can we find uh, the Screaming Chewy Show? So, I got a Facebook page, Screaming Chewy Show. Same thing with YouTube, same name. I post most of my episodes on there, and um, it's also available on all major platforms. You know, wherever you find your favorite podcast, the Spotify, uh, Stitcher, all the big ones, Apple and Google. Um, and yeah, and, and I, like, again, I said, on uh, my YouTube, I have episodes, but also I'll do like little short videos, like the national geographic, I'll like do a voiceover, like I'm narrating it, um, <laughs> just stupid little things like that. But yeah, pretty much uh, anywhere you find your favorite podcast, you know, you can find a screaming chewy show. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check some of your videos out too. Cause that's, that sounds like fun. <laughs> I have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to do some weird stuff like that too. It's just, I, I, I keep most of the weird stuff I do on camera and movies and stuff right now. So, <laughs> so who are some of the guests you have other than myself? Who are some of the guests you have coming up? Um, coming up. Honestly, I, I forgot. <laughs> I have two more coming up. Um, but they're both authors. Um, uh, but I, I just released an episode with a Sean Pierre Jagnoli. Oh, okay, yeah. Have you interviewed him? I, I, I did. I interviewed him. He was fun. Yeah, he was really cool, and uh, I tripped out on uh, you know his paranormal investigation. Uh, yeah, his experiences on that because I had some experiences. I see shadow people for a few years. Really? And uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> huh. See, I, I've never, I, I never actually went witnessed something that would make me a believer in that. It's always kind of fascinated me, but I've never witnessed anything. Years ago, I was cast in a movie. Was going to film down at uh, Bobby Mackey's Music World in Northern Kentucky, which is known as Hell's Gate, and it's it one of the most haunted places in the country. And we were going to be filming on location at night. And man, I was excited because some of the stories I read about this place, it's like, I'm going to see something there. <laughs> and like two weeks before we were due on set, they lost their funding and they weren't able to film there. So I was, I was, I was bummed. Oh my was, God. You're like, this is it. <laughs> yep. This is my moment. <laughs> I, 
I did get to film at uh, Post Town Elementary School, uh, six feet below hell. We filmed part of that at Post Town Elementary School. Uh, that's supposed to be a, down in Germantown, Ohio. That's supposed to be a very haunted place. And other than being extremely creepy, I never actually saw anything where I could say, "Oh, that was a, that was the thing." But you know, that's it's, it's all. It's still always something I've been fascinated with. Hey, it might still happen, man. You never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to take a short break here. I'm going to uh, play some, play something, probably, probably something from something silly from Rodney Norman, and and then we might play some music. But we will be right back here shortly with uh, with more from Chewy from the Screaming Chewy Show. Don't go away. So, so a lot, a lot of people have been been asking me, hey, how how are we? How do we fix all the world's problems? And and really, what uh, the solution uh, to all of our problems is that we we just need to open up our hearts and love and love everybody, even even people that don't really deserve to be loved because they're you know horrible, rotten, despicable, uh, stupid people. Because even Jesus, you know, Jesus loves. Jesus loves everybody, so you should, you should, he says you should love everybody. So uh, just love everybody and, and just uh, make you better. I mean, we still hold people accountable for the horrible, run and terrible things they do, you know, but you don't care. Don't carry the anger and uh, and, me, and hateness in your heart. Just have faith that Jesus is going to stick it to them in the end. Leave, leave that up to Jesus. Leave, leave that Leave that part up to Jesus. It's not, you shouldn't do that. Okay. Love you. Bye.
eyes found you a smile on your face you wrapped me in your arms you told me it's okay on the day that you met know what I would do How could you still love me after what I'd done to you God I'm so sorry God, I'm so sorry I'm Michael, the host of the semi-monthly podcast in a city like yours. Join me as I chat with interesting people with interesting life stories. You can listen to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can follow us on Twitter at IACLYS Podcast, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at In a City Like Yours Podcast. Please feel free to let me know what you think and keep coming back for the many interesting stories in a city like yours. Ah, you fool! You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. (laughs) 
All right. Hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. I am your host, Don Smith. We are still zooming along with uh, with Chewy from the Screaming Chewy Show. Are, are you having fun yet? Or are we covering enough material? Or are we uh, are we as weird as you had hoped? <laughs> oh, dude, I I freaking love it, man. I'm I've been in another podcast before, and I'm having so much fun, man. You're great. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. That that's that's what we hope for. That's what we hope for. Uh, are you ready to uh, to cover some of the important news of the world right now? Oh, I'm ready, man. All right. Amazon has banned foreign sales of seeds in the U.S. after mysterious unsolicited packages were sent to thousands of people. U.S. authorities have warned not to plant the seeds, which were mostly postmarked from China, and said they could be part of a scam. According to the plant expert, seeds from other parts of the world could harm local ecosystems. In July, the U.S. Department of Agriculture identified more than a dozen plant species and packages ranging from morning glories to mustard. It says the packages were most likely part of a, quote, brushing scam when sellers send items to people without them placing orders and then post false positive customer reviews to boost sales. In August, the USDA said experts analyzing some of the seeds from China found very few problems, but both countries were working jointly on an investigation into the incident. Amazon changed its policies on seeds uh, on seed sales in the U.S. earlier this week, so no more foreign seeds. <laughs> that sounds scary. I mean... That sounds like, you know, somebody starts playing them and they come out to, like, giant Venus flytrap, like, little shop of horse or something. Right. Feed me, Seymour. Yeah. That was- <laughs> Imagine yeah. those all around the world because of, of, of China. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I actually had a theory because we reported on uh, a couple months ago, I believe we reported on the show about when the seeds first started arriving at people's doors because it was just random packages of seeds sent from China, just had Chinese marking all over the package and everything. And uh, I actually had a theory that we were supposed to have planted all these seeds because it was actually the cure for COVID. And what happened is we're so, un- we're so distrustful of other countries that we just we just reported them to the to the authorities and they took them all away. When if we planted them, that could have been the cure that we're looking for because after all, uh, that's where COVID is said to have began in China, and they have not had nearly the amount of casualties that we've had. So they might have the answer, and it was in these seeds. But since that's where coronavirus uh, originated. They're embarrassed, so they're just sending them out anonymously, hoping that nobody picks up on who sent them. Because as a, as an apology, they're they're just saying, "Here, we're sorry. Here, this is the cure." But they didn't actually say that because they don't want anything traceable to them. So my thought is, if you receive Chinese seeds, plant them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go against the USDA, and I'm saying that this is my conspiracy theory. These these seeds are the cure for coronavirus, for COVID-19. That, that will help us out tremendously. Now, wow. might, On the other hand, it might be some weird, like you said, Venus flytrap in an ivy that grows over everything. It's <laughs> kind of like the kudzu plant, if anybody's familiar with that in this area, where they just grow over top of everything. So it could be a hostile plant takeover. It could be the cure for all of our diseases. We don't know yet. What if it's both? You know, we start off 2021 with uh, COVID cured, but now we got to deal with all these giant plants eating people. 
Right, right. Well, it's, it's like the pest bugs we used to have. We used to here in here in Ohio anyway. We would have those little. There were these little black beetles that would fly around and bug everybody. So they they introduced another uh, slightly larger beetle to take care of those ones, and then the larger ones became a pest. So they introduced another slightly larger one. Before long, we're going to have like beetles the size of like actual Volkswagen beetles to get rid. <laughs> to get rid of these pests it's, it's going to be like starship troopers that's actually how that started that's how that whole planet of these giant bugs came from they were just they would introduce a larger bug each year to take care of the pest and they didn't realize they were just creating and adding to the problem i think that's that's where we're going right now as we're going on towards uh, starship troopers <laughs> you know that makes sense because that's that's typical human behavior you know, we introduce that, and then we're like, well, what if they turn against us? Well, we'll just get bigger bugs. Right. It's all right. <laughs> right. Eventually, you're going to have to have a bug that's somewhat trainable. But the only thing is, how much training do you give them? Because if you train them up too well, and then they decide to turn against you, you're screwed. Because what else, you know, I, it's it's a slippery slope. You know, you don't want to train them too well. It's It's kind of like what the... U.S. military does with other countries in the world that are our allies. We give them the weapons that are just slightly out of date. <laughs> or, or our we're own not police. Give them the top of the line stuff that our guys use. We're going to give them something that, that we're going to give them last year's model. That way, <laughs> if we ever decide to declare war on them, we know what we're fighting against, and we know we have the better weapons. <laughs> so we're like, here's some M16s and AK-47s from Vietnam. Right. Have fun. <laughs> And again, when we went into Iraq, that's what they were fighting us with, is the stuff that we gave them. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I, I interviewed a guy, he was a veteran, and when he was fighting in Iraq, it was when we first started going over there after 9-11, like 2003 right. or something. And he said he was in a battle, I forgot the name of it, but it was a big battle. He said it was like 15 months long, and he was there for seven months of it. And he said every day... As soon as you wake up, the, the enemies, the terrorists, they would have breakfast, they would pray, and then they would shoot at you all day at the, where they were holding it down. Yeah. But our military, we actually, they would, they would shoot back all day, but at night, you put on the night vision goggles and you go knocking down doors, and I guess that's how we were getting them because they didn't have night vision goggles. Right, because we didn't. When we were allies, we didn't sell those to them. <laughs> right, we kept the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, just wait, like you were saying. Do we want to give them this? No, no. I tell you what, we'll give them some. We'll give them some old, uh, some old M16s and some Scud missiles. We'll give them some of those. <laughs> that way, we know if they ever fire them against us, they ain't gonna hit nothing. <laughs> pretty and smart that, that's why we were mad about the chemical warfare because that wasn't in what that wasn't what we gave them they shouldn't have had that <laughs> they're like not fair man i wanted that toy <laughs> yep hold on hold on we didn't give you those <laughs> so, so uh, now we blow up their building in lebanon right. no, i'm just kidding <laughs> Uh, the Swedish Museum, uh, let's, let's see, uh, <laughs> the Swedish Museum uh, says that people can be, quote, very desperate to get drunk, and in such a situation can become quite inventive. 
A museum dedicated to stomach-churning food has added equally off-putting alcoholic drinks to its displays, including wine fermented in a prison toilet. Oh. Who doesn't like a little toilet wine every now and then? <laughs> Is this supposed to be chunky? Yeah, would you like some Merlot? I make it in the toilet. Uh, the, dis <laughs> the disgusting food museum in Malmo, Sweden, said it wanted people to examine their relationship with booze by seeing the extreme lengths others will go to. Uh, while craving the mind-altering brew, there is a spit-fermented cornmeal beer from Peru, a Ugandan gin made from fermented bananas, and an ancient Korean beverage fermented from children's feces and rice. What the? <laughs> which is thought to be medicinal in the past. There is also a strong Scottish brew served from the mouth of a taxidermied squirrel, and an Icelandic beer made with whale testicles smoked in sheep dung. <laughs> oh, man, they're getting creative with that oh, stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, give me some of the sheep dung whale, whale beer. That's what <laughs> I'll have some of that Uganda fermented bananas. <laughs> See, I... I <laughs> I have a theory. I was discussing that we. Uh, this is actually one of the stories I had talked about before on uh, actually earlier today, so I still remember it. But one of my theories was that every alcoholic beverage in the worry in the world was discovered one of two ways: either completely by accident by somebody not knowing what they were drinking, or it was a dare. Somebody yeah. said, "Hey, there's <laughs> here's this feces and rice." <laughs> 20 that bucks to sense. drink it. 20 bucks to drink that liquid off of it. And then they got drunk and they said, wow, this is pretty good. They're like, dude, taste it. What? It's fermented it. chilies. <laughs> it will mess you up. <laughs> I think we could make money off this. <laughs> I, I kind of like the idea of drinking it from a from, from a taxidermied squirrel's mouth, though. I just think that's... I, I need that mug. You just grab it. Does it have to have the tail curled up as a handle? <laughs> I can see that. I want that mug now. That's where I will drink everything out of that. <laughs> why, are you carrying, why are you carrying around a squirrel that's looking up in the air with his mouth open? Here, take a drink. <laughs> like, oh, that's why the mouth's open. <laughs> yep. So, And you can really taste the smoked whale testicle in this one. <laughs> Poor whales, man. Do they, do they like kill the whale, or do they just chop its testicles off? You know, like I yeah, that's a, it's 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 a gelding whale now. It's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, do they whale when you do that. Uh, no more sperm whale. He has no more sperm. Yep, yep. They had to change their name to a blue whale because they're you know <laughs> <laughs> very very yeah. sad. After that happens. <laughs> oh, uh, terrible, terrible stuff. Oh, let's, let's see what else we got on here. I know we have some more fun stuff. Uh, I already talked. I don't want to talk about a lot of the same things I've already talked about on the, on the earlier shows. But that, that was one that was fun enough to talk about. So, Dude, that uh, was wild. I had no idea there's beers like that. What the hell? There's a, there's a coffee. There's a coffee that, that that's like in Africa that they, they get the coffee beans 
out of the dung left over from an animal that eats it. There's like, it's like some weird jaguar or something that'll eat these coffee beans and then they'll brew the coffee out of the dung beans. And this, <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I heard that's one of the most expensive coffees, actually. Well, yeah, because yeah, I couldn't imagine following a jaguar around to get it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very time-consuming process. <laughs> You're like, come on, it's been two days. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's got to go sometime. We just fed him those things like two days ago. And it's coffee. It's coffee beans. They're going to come out quickly. <laughs> uh, police in Maryland investigating reports of a casket. Photograph bobbing up and down in a river discovered the object was something far less macabre. A post to a local radio station's Facebook page Tuesday showed a rectangular object with flat sides and a curved top floating in the South River, a tributary of the Chesapeake Bay near Annapolis. The concrete slab resembling a coffin sparked uh, complaints of a possible hazard in the water. The Department of Natural Resources uh, Police, Department of Natural Resources Police, they have their own police department for the natural resources. That's different. Police were dispatched to uh, the river where a hydrographic operations team helped pull what turned out to be a floating dock from the water, according to the agency. So it wasn't a casket at all, just a floating dock. Damn. With a dead body stuck to it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a good old casket. <laughs> yep, that would have been a terrible addition to this story. But, you know, if, if you look at it, yeah, I can see where it would get confused with a casket. But, yeah, it, it wasn't, so people in Maryland can uh, rest easy. Their loved ones aren't washing down the river now. <laughs> <laughs> Never put a cemetery next to a river. It's just a bad idea. Eventually, erosion will do that, and it's like little death canoes just floating on down. <laughs> oh, my God. You're on a romantic date <laughs> on the river. Oh, my God, what the hell? There's oh, bodies yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Be a good place to fish, though. They've already chummed the waters real good. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. You might you might cut open a catfish to clean it, and there's somebody's ring. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma's a uh, concentration camp ring. Oh, that that's yeah, that's rough right there. To be able to have to find that in a catfish of all things. Oh, <laughs> at least you find it. That's the important part, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a scary moment in Taiwan this weekend when a toddler was lifted 30 feet into the air by one of the kites at the Shinshu uh, City International Kite Festival. According to Focus Taiwan, the three-year-old girl suffered abrasions to her face and neck, but otherwise was unharmed. Uh, winds in the community located about 50 miles southwest of, uh, of uh, Taipei reached seven on the Beaufort scale, which is listed as near gale and can include winds of up to 38 miles per hour, the news site reported. Taiwan English News said the kite's tail wrapped around the girl and lifted her into the sky. <laughs> Footage from the festival showed her swinging wildly in the air. <laughs> I she was. Uh, when she was near the ground, a crowd of people grabbed the child and put her down. <laughs> That's wild, man. What? Oh my! I'm sorry about the f bombs. Oh, boy. you're fine. 
I, I don't mean to do it. Just uh, I'm trying to reframe myself. It's just that's... I totally understand because this is something you picture in your head, and it's wild. <laughs> Imagine that's your kid, and they're just flying around like, what the hell? <laughs> get down here! <laughs> I will whoop your head. I told you to let go of that thing. Isn't isn't like isn't like David Blaine or or one of these magicians right now like floating on balloons? Yes, he did do that. Yeah, I think he ripped off this girl's idea. <laughs> he ripped off a three year old. <laughs> That's where they're getting their ideas from. It's fresh ideas coming from a three year old. They don't even know, and she's not likely to sue him. <laughs> <laughs> Just get her a coloring book or something. <laughs> uh, the local government did shut down the festival and order a safety review. So I guess I guess that's a good thing to, to review the safety of the child flying through. <laughs> Imagine they didn't catch her and you're like outside and you're like, is, is that a kid floating? <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> It's David Blaine. No, it's a three-year-old. <laughs> He's good. That magician is good. <laughs> he looks just like a three-year-old on a kite. <laughs> she steals all his attention in thunder, yo. <laughs> well, yeah, because I heard about this story long before I heard about his. <laughs> <laughs> it was only after looking up this story, I said, oh, David Blaine did it? That's It's been done. <laughs> Three-year-old in Taiwan already beat you to it. <laughs> and she didn't even plan it, bro. Right. <laughs> right. She didn't even have all she didn't have all your tricks. She was just, she just hardcore. That's what it is. That's one hardcore three-year-old. She don't mess around. <laughs> right. He probably had like safety measurements and had people, professionals plan it out. Exactly. This little girl, she just fucking this three-year-old, she just went, went for it, man. <laughs> I don't need no help. I'm going. It's my <laughs> body. I do know what. <laughs> oh, here, we'll go with another fun uh, child escapee from the earth. A young girl had to be rescued by ferry workers after she was swept out to sea on a giant inflatable unicorn. <laughs> I, I seen that video. <laughs> Uh, believed to be age four or five, the girl floated about half a mile from the Greek coast she and her parents were visiting over the weekend. She had been playing in the ocean off the town of Ontario in the Gulf of Corinth when she bobbed out to sea with her panicked parents calling the local ferry <laughs> to retrieve her after they realized she had drifted off. Because anytime your daughter floats away on a on a unicorn, you have to call a ferry to go retrieve her. That's right. <laughs> You know, and the video is trippy because I didn't know what was going on. It just popped up on Facebook. I just clicked on it. And these people on a boat, I guess, is the ferry. And they had, like, a camera footage or, you know, cell phone. And it was on the water. And it looked like deep water. And you see this white dot getting closer and closer. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, is that a unicorn? There's a freaking unicorn swimming? And as they got closer, it's a unicorn floaty with a little girl on it. I'm like, what the hell is she doing way out there? Yep, I wonder if she even knew. If she was just out having fun playing with her unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> or 
going on an adventure. Yep, now the girl with the kite, she knew what the hell was going on. This girl <laughs> might have been lost in her own world, just floating along in her magical unicorn world until this <laughs> until this group of dudes show up and pull her off. And she's probably like, I want my unicorn. <laughs> 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 she thought she was being abducted. <laughs> Which that, yeah. the girl on the kite might have thought she was being abducted too, just zoomed up by UFOs. You know? <laughs> they picked me. <laughs> yeah, I hope I don't get probed. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the girl on the floaty, you know how there's kids that get lost in the woods and they get raised by wolves? <laughs> what if she could have got raised by dolphins or something, you know? Yeah, the dolphins took her in. She didn't, she'd have trouble breathing, I bet. But <laughs> she's young enough, she might adjust. That might be – that's where mermaids come from. <laughs> she's girl. all jumping out of the water. Yep. This, this is already a story that involves a unicorn and a fairy. Why the hell can't there be mermaids in this? <laughs> There's already a flying girl as well, you know. Yeah, but it's it's a magical show today, and I love it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well. I, I, <laughs> I think that's enough fun news for now. I'm going to give you a couple minutes right now to, uh, if you have any social media you want to throw out there, and of course promote the show again. Uh, go right ahead, take a couple minutes, and lay it, lay everything on us once more. Awesome. Well, thanks again, man. And um, yeah, Screaming Chewy Show podcast. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, pretty much anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Um, you could find me on, you know, even on Twitter, it's uh, Screaming Chewy. I left out the show. Uh oh. So I should change oh, it. But, um, or my Facebook and YouTube as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Screaming Chewy Show. And um, hey Don, thanks again for having me on, bro. I had a blast. I'm and, uh, glad it was. It was fun. I had a good time. <laughs> and my apologies again on the f bombs, man. It just uh, oh, no, no <laughs> worries. Here's here, here's the thing: if the show's comfortable enough for somebody to slip into their normal language, I'm cool with that. <laughs> oh, man, I was I was dying, bro. I <laughs> I, was, I laughed so much. Dude. <laughs> Well, thanks for being on, and hey, thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. Uh, like I keep telling you guys, if you're going to keep tuning in, I'm just going to have to keep making them. All right, y'all have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. Well, what if they turn against us? Well, we'll just get bigger bugs.